This week on the Curd Co., we're touching base on all sports. The NCAA is Coach K coming back. Target Woods is back at the Masters. Is Frank Gore a Hall of Famer? And that's right, baseball is back because Stone Cold said so. Welcome. 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 Welcome to the Curd Co. What's up, y'all? What's going on? What's up, guys? It's good to be here. Just had a good dance session right there. Episode 15. I like it. Yeah. 15 Dude, down already. Honestly, that's not too bad. I feel like we just started yesterday. It's halfway between 10 and 20, if I'm doing my math correctly. Yeah. Like 20 uh, episodes. Can you imagine that? Well, you are a math major. Yeah. So. I think I'm right. You well, can fact check. No, I just want to say thanks to all of our uh, current listeners and future listeners. Thanks for sticking around. Uh, and shout outs to... G- GPS, I believe, uh, who won our tourney. Yeah. Or won our bracket. Did he pick? Uh, he didn't have Kansas uh, to win. Yeah, um, that'll do it. He Isn't did, that funny? The whole tournament, he was probably like down. Uh, but GPS pulled yeah, through. Jerumbo had it the whole time. Um, he just didn't pick the winner. But we did have a, uh, it, it's under review. Um, he was the only, the person that did win, GPS, I believe. Um, was the only person to have two entries because it was limited to one. So some, something slipped. Yeah. Um, and they had their 21st and their 25th bracket in. So I'm not sure which one got added first. So uh, time yeah. will tell. Honesty will tell. So, re- but shout out to them too. Yeah. Uh, Durham will keep it up. And then he did. And then GPS did uh, have the uh, can have Kansas winning. No oh, matter what way you spin it, though. All those people did better than all of us, so yeah, much better. Yeah, yeah. This was not, not hard to beat year. us this year. That's yeah, for no. sure. But then again, it is March Madness, and we don't know shit. That's true. Nope. Um, I do want to start off today talking about the NFL. Shocker. And I'm gonna start <laughs> quick and fast. Do you see that NFL is trying to put f- <laughs> yes <laughs> flag football in the Olympics? So are we, are, you got a take, or you want me to go? Or uh, the take is, like footballs in the Olympics. Yeah, what kind of hot garbage is that? Yeah, yeah. I like how he's just like, yeah, I'll get my take, and then he just kind of <laughs> sat here with a face as if like the the people who are listening would be like, oh, I see his take. That's like kind of not cool, you know? <laughs> yeah, it, it looks like I shit myself. Yeah, he was sitting yeah. there like, in the Olympics. <laughs> But how does that? How is that going to work? Is it going to be like the NBA where they don't put the best players in the league, or? But like I was saying when we brought it up on our like pregame thing, um, no one else in the world plays football. This is true. Basketball, I understand. This year they or the last Olympics they introduced like three on three basketball, which were like semi pro players. Like that, I get because basketball is played around the world, but football, like. It's it's an American sport. That's it. It's, We've been lacking in our gold medals. Is that is that why? I d- it's well, so maybe <laughs> the rest of the world has six years to learn flag football. Yeah, I mean rugby's out there, and I, I guess it can be converted. Um, but it is home field advantage. It, it will be in L. A. Um, do we just put all wide receivers out there? Th- I mean Lamar at quarterback. Like it's yeah. just not going to be fair. It's I mean, I just don't. You know, there's. I don't know. You know, and flag football, like I've I've played my fair share. I've definitely you know tied my flag instead of just using the clip. You know, <laughs> is this an interview right now? Are you trying to go into the Olympics? Or what? I, I you know fuck yeah, 
Absolutely. Send me out there. I bet I, I bet you any money I'd beat someone from uh, Indonesia in, uh, <laughs> in football. Out of all four of us, which one would you guys select to represent us in the Olympics? Matthew. Uh, Matt, yeah, hands on. It's all yeah, about the speed. Easy. Absolutely. Yeah. Agility, Just speed. look at him. Just look at him. There's no brains in that game. Yeah. Uh, Matt, I'm not saying you don't have brains, <laughs> but... Uh, oh. um, also, Frank Gore retired. Yeah. Shout out Frank Gore. Yeah, shout out Frank Gore. Probably as old as your dad. Okay. Here's my take, though. Okay. There's been a lot of talk around the uh, around like sports and stuff on podcasts on everything about um, Frank Gore's eligibility for the Hall of Fame. My take is that Frank Gore is not a Hall of Fame player. Mm. A lot of pe- the arguments for it um, that have been going around um, after his retirement. Are that you know he's been in the league a long time, he's been a good running back for a good portion of his career, um, and he spent probably one of the most time, uh, one of the longest careers for running back in the league. His career stats, obviously, with the amount of time that he spent in the league, is probably one of the highest. But my argument is that um, just the amount of time spent in the league does not um, equate to someone that is eligible for the Hall of Fame. When I think of someone that's in the Hall of Fame, I think that they have to be great. And I don't think of Frank Gore as a all-star great running back. Um, That's wild. Okay. Um, I'm going to completely disagree with you. Um, Frank Gore, right, has been in the league forever. Um, just to give you some career statistics, okay, he has 16,000 rushing yards. Which on is, the dot. On the dot, which is w- weird. But uh, what what is that, third highest, right, I believe? Behind Walter Payton and Emmitt Smith. Yeah, so he's a third overall for that. He's a five-time Pro Bowler. Um, He's part of the NFL 2010's All-Decade team. So that right away, I think he's that's going to get him in. Um, His stats are unbelievable. He's got 81 rushing touchdowns. You played he's, into he's been to a Super Bowl. You played into my argument though that just someone's time spent in the league. Of course, you're going to have huge career statistics, but that doesn't mean that you're a really good running back. You still have to be good. I'm not arguing that Frank Gore isn't good. I'm saying he's not a Hall of Famer. Let me uh, let me one player to compare. Would you put Philip Rivers in the Hall of Fame? No. Again, he's a, he's another great prime example where he has like insanely good career statistics just for the time that he spent in the league. But if you compare him to like other people that I would consider Hall of Famers, why is Barry Sanders in the Hall of Fame then? Because he was considered probably the best of his time when he played. Like you thought when Barry Sanders was playing, you were just like he's the best at what he did. I when think... I when Frank Gore was in the league, like was he a good running back? Of course, yeah, he was. I'm not saying he's a bad running back. You can say someone's a good running back without saying that they're a Hall of Famer. I think we're all too young to realize how good Frank Gore was when he started playing. So Frank Gore, you did say 16 thousand yards on the dot in total touchdowns 99 mm-hmm. he almost had 100 on the dot mm-hmm. uh, and 15 yards away from 4,000 receiving yards oh i thought you were gonna go to me um so in 2006 he had 1700 rushing yards mm-hmm. um the four three following years after that he was over a thousand then from 2011 to 2014, he was over 1,000 rushing yards. Um, 
2009, he had 10 touchdowns. I mean, his best years were in the early or, you know, mid-2000s. Hey, for a bruiser that's only 5'9", uh, I don't know, man. And then you look at the draft that he got drafted when he came out of Miami. You had uh, before him Ronnie Brown, Cedric Benson, Cadillac Williams. I mean, those are th- three big names. So, right, yeah. So here's some NFL records he holds. Uh, most seasons with 1,200 yards from scrimmage, 12. Um, most consecutive seasons with at least 500. That's not that impressive, but it's 16. So every season he played. Mm-hmm. Uh, most career games by any NFL running back, 241. Most consecutive seasons with at least 700 yards rushing, 13, tied with Emmett Smith. Um. The best running back ever to come from the 49ers because he pretty much holds every record. Um, Yeah, I mean, I give it to him. I mean, granted, I mean, so, I mean, like what? If you won a Super Bowl, that would change your mind? No, like I said, I think that you guys are arguing really good points that Frank Gore is a good running back. I'm not disputing that. I'm saying when you're going to put them up there with the greats is like, you have to cross that line. And the reason why I'm saying that is I can't point to one year where Frank Gore was the best running back in the league. Because you weren't paying attention to football when it happened. What are you talking about? From 2005 to 2009, you were not watching football like you do now. Actually, I was actually. Uh, no, you weren't. Fantasy. I was. No, you, can, uh, you, can you were. You were playing fantasy, but, but you had no yeah. idea. You what probably was going picked. On. You probably picked Adrian I mean, Peterson. 1,600 yards rushing in a season. That's crazy. Especially, I mean, then, I don't know. I mean, does anybody do it now? I mean, no. Those defenses were ridiculous back right. then. But I don't know. Griffin, let me ask you one question. Sure, go ahead. Say Brett Favre was not in the Hall of Fame, and he mm-hmm. just retired now. Like, he's playing in this league. Mm-hmm. Is he a Hall of Famer? Yeah. Why? Well, yeah. Well, he's a, That's different. He's an MVP. Yeah, three-time. Three-time. Back back. He, he was the best player in the league, like, legitimately That's during a, those three years. Not to call you that's a bad uh like person to pick, but I don't know. I'm trying I'm just comparing I know. stats. I know, you know, I know. Look, but no, I'm what I'm saying here is is I'm not like saying that he like he's not a good running back and at the end of the year is is there a year where there's a bad not a bad, but a lackluster Hall of Fame ballot where there's where someone can make it in? Sure. Like Frank Gore's a good pick to make. But I don't know, he had so many years towards the end of his career where he's not doing well. The reason why he has such good statistics is if you also look it up, he's one of the highest in rushing attempts. Sure, you can you can always post that many yards and have that many years over 500 yards, that many years over this many scrimmage yards when you're touching the ball 300, 400 times. It doesn't make you a good running back. The offense might be centered around you. And if he was truly the best in the league, why was he not voted MVP? My argument... Yeah, that's... It, no. I don't know, you can... Everything you're saying, you could just say about Derrick Henry. Right. Well, Derrick Henry, didn't he win MVP? No. The last MVP that that wasn't a quarterback was Adrian Peterson, and that was, what, 10 Frank years ago Frank Gore already? did not have one year to the caliber of Derrick Henry's past year. Stop. Look. What was Derrick Henry's past year? He was north well, of 2,000 yards, and definitely. And Frank Gore, and I think, com- only had over 10 touchdowns once. In a completely different, in a completely different kind of scheme. I mean, if you're looking at 2006, the defense that he had to face. Matt, what's your opinion? Should Frank Gore be a Hall of Famer, Matt? I don't know. For a guy that tore his ACL twice in college and did all that, I don't know. That's pretty impressive. The thing is, you need longevity, though. And I think that's a big part, especially playing running back, and he was so good. 
So most running back careers, they average or their average years of playing is only like five years. So you brought up Derrick Henry, and you're talking about touchdowns. Is it going to mm-hmm. be easier to tackle a guy who is five nine, Frank Gore, or six three, two fifty? I mean, they're gonna he's gonna get more touchdowns because of just how big he is. So you're excusing his stats for his stature. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I, I'm saying sure you can speak relatively, but if well, are we gonna have a separate weight class or height class for what he does? Anyway, back to I, I did want to assess Alex's point though because he brought up a really good point. Is like in order to be a Hall of Fame running back, you have to have longevity. I disagree. I think that there's a lot of Hall of Famers that can be out there. I mean, I don't have the list in front of me. Where I think that uh, there's plenty of Hall of Famers that are out there that didn't have longevity in their career. They were just very good when they played. Um, Frank Gore is the only thing that is under his belt that is his accolade besides, as you had mentioned, his all-decade team. But I think that there's a, a skew to that, and I can get to that later. But I don't – the uh, the longevity thing, It's I, I don't – that's the only thing that's to him. He just has high career stats. Another argument would be that no matter what, there's going to be Hall of Famers from um, different decades. So let me just go over the list from like 2010s who could be like Hall of Famers. Okay. So you consider Marshawn Lynch a Hall of Famer? Of course. Would you not? No, honestly. Like I would think, I would think, do you think Marshawn Lynch is better than Frank Gore? No. Really? I think Marshawn Lynch has a lot more accolades and achievements than Frank Gore ever did. The only other accolade he has that he doesn't is a Super Bowl. Do you think that that's something, though? Well, yeah. I think there's something to be said for that, though. Again, I I don't memorize all the accolades of every single running back. I mean, Marshawn Lynch, for he played 12 seasons. He only has 10,000 rushing yards. Um, So he played 12 seasons, and then near the end of his career, he wasn't really... He came back. Neither was Frank Gore. Frank Gore was still like a a main running back for the Jets when he was on there in 2020. He was their lead back, and he performed shit poor. Also the Jets. I mean. I know. Yeah. uh, To be fair. Yes, there is an argument to be made that you're playing on the Jets offense, but he was their number one running back in his last year, and he did terribly. Marshawn Lynch, less yards, less touchdowns. I mean, yes, less years, but... um, Okay, so you could pretty much write off Frank Gore's last three seasons of his career. He had under 200 rushing attempts in every season. That's normal, though, for running backs. Right. He had as much volume as a standard running back did. He just didn't do anything with it because he wasn't good with his yards per carry, but I do understand your okay, argument. And then, the okay, the height of his career, it was he had a, a season that was over 300 attempts, and then just for multiple seasons, it was in the 280s. <laughs> okay, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think we're 3-1 to one right now. I, I think Frank Gore is a Hall of Famer. I think I'm, I'm not saying, again, I think you guys are con- misconstruing my argument that I think that he's a bad running back. He is one of the better running backs who have ever played the game. But I'm saying that he should that, be a Hall of Famer. No, I don't think, I think that because who, you're one of the better running backs to play the who, game, who I don't. Who else from the 2010s? You said Marshawn Lynch. Um, oh, I got to pull it up. Oh, you're good. Uh, LaShawn McCoy was on there. I don't no. consider him. I'm looking, this, I'm looking at the 2010s all decade team. Okay. 
because pretty much everyone was LaShawn McCoy on the 2010s All Decade yeah. team, and then the other one was Adrian Peterson, and he's he, all he's gonna be Hall and he won MVP. That's easy. Yeah. Um, for 2000s, so I'm saying it's pretty much you make this list, you're gonna be a Hall of Famer for the most part. Actually, LaShawn McCoy might be the first one to not do it. I mean, it took the thing is though. Look, it took Leroy Butler, however long to get it on it. You know. Um, let me pull this up, and then we can switch topics because it's taking too long. One of the examples I just heard to with some uh, one of the radio shows that I was listening to that was arguing this point is I think that it really matters. Like when you, if you look at a player and you're just like they are great or the best player in the league for a certain time span. Frank Gore was good in his class when he was in his prime, and there are many other players that were great or amazing during their prime that did not play the length of time that Frank Gore did and did make the Hall of Fame or deserved to make the Hall of Fame much more than Frank Gore does. And that's just kind of where I'm leaving my So, Andy, correct me if I pronounce his name wrong. I don't even know who this guy is and he's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Seahawks running back Ed, Edgerin? Ed, Edgerin James. Edgerin James. Yeah, I don't even know who that is and he's in the Hall of Fame. You don't know who Edgerin James is? No. He, uh, he ended on the Colt, Cardinals, right? Colt, Cardinal. And uh, looking at his stats, he has less stats than Frank Gore. Again, you're focusing on the career stats. That's my argument. As I'm saying, longevity does not mean you're a Hall of Famer. I know, but I'm saying this I, guy only played 10 years. I don't know. He, he, here's my thing. is uh, It's Frank Gore. Um, you, teams adjusted their defense to play him. I mean, he was, you know, he's a bruiser. I mean, the, the fact that his stats were what he had, and, you know, they focused on him primarily. I mean, the 49ers weren't that good for a lot of years, and he carried that team. He and did. And I'm just saying, if you're going against, you know, a scheme that stops you and he's still putting up those numbers, I don't know. I I think he's a Hall of Fame. Will he get into the Hall of Fame? Probably. 100%. Like, I think that there's it? enough behind it. Will he deserve it is what I'm saying. I, I don't think that he does. You can come up with a list of candidates. Uh, some of the names that were out there that I've, I've heard was like an Arian Foster. Um, someone that had very short careers, but when they were their best, they were literally the number one in the league. I do not think Arian Foster was ever Look the best stats. in the league. That's fine. I already did once. We talked about this. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, yeah, off the pot. Yeah. I think but this is a, that was a shit take. Um, you know how shit that was. As shit as that Saints Philly trade earlier this week, <laughs> I, I just have to bring that up. Um, like a what, trade for draft picks. What are the be, be, you know before the draft? Like what are, what are the Saints doing? Yeah, I don't know, man. Bat and I were talking about it earlier. Yeah, it's something I'll never get. And the fact <clears> that <throat> Philly got one rid, rid of their, one of their picks. And they still have two in the teens. I mean, Philly won that trade, clearly. Yeah, yeah. you knew Philly was going to trade one of those picks, though, either way, because they're not going to pay three guaranteed contracts first-round money. Absolutely not. And what's funny is they're probably going to pick another Alabama receiver. They have Rieger, Smith, and they're probably going to get Williams. Because where are they picking out 18 and... 15 and 18. And they're going to put that all around Hurts. Well, that's the thing. They're saying that the Eagles, so they'll have two first rounds next year when next year's draft class is for QBs is way better, um, that they, they will probably take a quarterback next year, maybe. I mean, Saints, I don't think they're an above-average team. 
So without Sean Payton this year, they're not going to have a winning record. I, you know, that's a top sixteen pick right there. So, and then you know all they have to do is you know trade up. Easy. I, it's so smart. By I them. think the Saints so should go smart. in rebuild mode, man. Absolutely. I think they should trade Michael Thomas. Um, get what they can get. Uh. And then after the, this upcoming year, maybe trade Kamara as well mm-hmm. um, and just start over. So, I don't know. Besides that, you know, drafts in a couple of weeks. Um, but there's not much going in the NFL. Are there even any updates on Kamara at this point? Not that I've seen, but. I haven't seen anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the, uh, he's just still on house arrest? <laughs> I have no idea. No idea. But, I mean, he's going to win that case. When you make that much money, of course you want. And look at Watson. If we have Watson, Watson can win that. Kamara can. Big Ben paved the way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yikes! Speaking of paving the way, uh, the Tar Heels took the dirt road. Yeah, fell off a cliff. What an insane run, though. Fourth. That was the fourth time in finals history that an eight seed made it all the way. Uh, to the finals, so now eight seeds are one and three. Um, I don't feel as bad anymore that Marquette lost to them. I had some faith coming into the uh, into the bracket that Marquette was a really good team and low key an underdog, but I felt really bad and salty when UNC absolutely pushed their shit in, like being about what, what was it like twenty? It was an insane amount. I it was yeah. it was something bad. Like they beat them bad, and I'm just like, well. Watch UNC then get blown out the next round against Baylor, and they, they barely won that. Them. Yeah, we uh, yeah we all did piss poor on our brackets. We did, uh, but good thing Alex called the Final Four correct. Uh, did you have Kansas winning as well? Oh no, no. UNC. almost man, almost. And that was just three games. That was our third chance bracket. <laughs> third chance was the <laughs> Final Four, yeah. but he was the only one that had uh. that that matchup. So. Yeah. Um, you know, is Matt, let's ask you. Is Coach okay coming back? Coach okay. After going that far, I I don't think so. I mean, losing to UNC like that, obviously, two times to end his career, one at home and then one in New Orleans. I don't know. That's a lot to come back from, and I don't think he'll be back. I didn't watch the game. Did they have a ceremony after the game? After another loss? Uh, what do you mean? For well, Coach after K? After UNC like and uh, like a, uh, that Duke game? You know, did oh, they have no. like a no. a standing ovation? No, he just had no. like his post thing or whatever. No. Did he cry? He's, he seems like he's not a crier. Probably. I would assume. They're all dried up, he's told. He said in his <laughs> post-game conference that the way that he wanted to go out was um, just with his guys playing the best, and he wanted to return to that locker room with either his guys crying or cheering. And he he said that he returned to the locker room with his guys crying, and that means that they played their heart out, and that's all that he wanted in his last game. And it was a very that makes me warm. Yeah, it does. Well, there you go. You know what else makes me warm? I dude, don't, MLB too much is silence. back, baby. Too much Let's silence. go. I'm so rude. Brewers started out with a big ass L oh. uh, against the Cubs. That's a great way to start. <laughs> but they played a game. They did. That's yeah, all that matters. Did. And, if uh, you'd have told me like a month ago that this would have been the first game, back when they were in the lockout, I was I would have been like, nah, man, we won't, might not even play this year. I saw that Corbin well, had four strikeouts in five innings. He didn't have that good of a game. Yeah, he gave up three runs. 
Um, but Griffin, to your point, like what's crazy is, is that it was only a week later that baseball started. Yeah, I know. Bullshit. And they're like, okay, let's get let's get going. Yeah. Uh, the Brewers they did all right today. Um, they had ten hits, which isn't bad, but they had lots of runners in scoring position, but they couldn't just capitalize. Yelich again in the ninth inning had a chance, struck out. I saw what I wanted from the Brewers this game. I just wanted to see our bats going. I believe pitching will come around. We literally had a we have a Cy Young pitcher on our. We have the best starting rotation in the league. I don't think that there's much talk or debate around that. Oh. And if we have our if we have our bats going, if we're getting ten hits, um, in our first game, that's very promising to me. One of the things I did want to touch on though was um the all this talk around Christian Yelich. I knew that there was going to be more scrutinizing eye on Yelich in his first game because there's been so much scrutiny towards him just in general with him being, you know, uh, now this overpaid Brewers player to a lot of people's opinions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But I think we need to lay off him for a little bit um, Uh before starting to assume opinions. I I can't tell you how many times I heard today about how disappointed people are in Yelich. I'm like, bro, you got to chill out. It's like game one. I mean, he went over right. He went over three, but then he hit a sacrifice fly. So he got an RBI today and he drew a walk. So granted, he went 0 for 3, but it's not like he went 0 for 5. It was a productive you know? 0 for 3, though. Right. Like, what? Like, again, it's game one, guys. You know, I, jo- I was joking on Twitter saying this season's over. Like, of course, everybody, <laughs> you know, everyone's going to say that. But uh, Andrew McCutcheon looked well today. Um, he did. That old fart, he's still kicking. Dude, that's what I said. Like, the 14 year old in me is, like, excited about that. Yeah. He but, was MVP hey, one year, wasn't he? That's how it was yeah, last year. Yeah. I saw JBJ out there, and I was like, that's my boy, man. Win me some jerseys. That fucking guy. Um, he probably I say he didn't play today. I was like, you probably went 0 for 5. How are our uh, 17 catchers doing out there? 17? Yeah. Uh, Narvaez didn't do too hot today, but I know Caratini had a good plate appearance. Yeah, you got oh, a hit today. Oh, yeah, we did sign him. Yep. Yeah, we traded did. for him. That was a good trade, in my opinion. I mean, you get your good. I mean, you get a, a again a decent backup because we lost Pena, no? So that I think we needed yeah, the depth Pe- behind well, our bias. Right, Pena went to the Braves in free agency, and then um, they had uh, Severino as their backup. But then, if you haven't heard, he had gotten suspended uh, eighty games for PEDs, which, which is, is insane. Up in the air. Yeah, and he was doing so well in the preseason. I had good hopes for him. Yeah, he's, he's still young. Yeah, I think he's the Brewers will cut him, um, yeah. especially after trading for Caratini. And then, as I was saying before the podcast as well, he uh he's not postseason eligible for being suspended. I heard that. I didn't know that that was the rule. I I forgot it. Well, I knew it was, and I had forgotten. Um, but so there's really no point in keeping him, right? Unless if you see that much potential in him, but I don't think. But not after you trade for two catchers, right? You know what I mean. They they made the, they made their statement right, and they, the Brewers got rid of a guy for Caratini that was like through the farm system that was like doing decent like you know like if lightning lightning in a bottle happened like could be something right but but no I like Caratini uh he he used to be a Brewer killer back when he was with the Cubs way back in the day mm-hmm. so it's good for a catcher yeah he puts a pretty good production. Yeah, it's one game, you know. Yeah. Like I said, the Brewers had ten hits today. That's not bad. They just uh, got to work with the runners in scoring position. That's all. A lot of strikeouts. Brewers struck out nine times today. Um, so as if you could do math, that's a third of their outs were strikeouts. Well, that's that's the league that we're in. Is strikeout or homer? Right, and I hate it so much. Um, but I think Kane had two RBIs in there. Yeah, he had a good game. 
I think you just gotta kind of got to let the Brewers settle in. Out of most teams, they have more scrutiny towards them than others. Like with Burns winning the Cy Young, I feel like he had a lot of pressure on his shoulders playing opening day with all the talk and hubbub around Yelich. I bet he had a lot of stress on his shoulders on his opening day. Like give him some time. Burns will still be one of the best in the league. I think Yelich has time to turn around. And uh, hey, I, I'm, I'm hopeful for Hira. Even though Telez did well today, yeah. I'm hopeful for Hira. I hope he comes back. I want to see some DH appearances. He starts playing well, replaces Telez, and then we have the good old Yelich and Kira yeah, combo again. All the, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, at that, not to cut you off, but at the end of the day, it's one game. It you know, right? is one it's, game. It's t- day one of 162. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm also looking at the rest of the league. You know, the Seattle uh, Twins game got postponed. Yep. Uh, Boston Yankees got postponed. Uh, St. Louis did start hot. They won nine zero against Pittsburgh. Gee, well, yeah, Pittsburgh. Um, sucks. and then over here, you, I see the Royals versus Cleveland. Seeing Cleveland's new logo, yeah, the new C, the Guardians. Oh, it's a G now, isn't it's it? It's a G. It is a yeah. G. Oh, I thought it looked like a C. Well, it's definitely a G. But um, I see that logo, and I just instantly just want to go see Major League. Yeah, right. <laughs> can we bring up the point that Minnesota's dumb for not building a roof on their new stadium? They didn't? No. Wow. Because, like, I get it. Like, aesthetically, it looks a lot better. But, like, you're in fucking Minnesota. I mean, like, look why the Brewers built the dome, you know? Um, Let me see. Hey, fact check. It's a see. C. That's their... That, oh, that's one of them. Yeah. Do they have okay. one that's a G, They too? have another one that's with the G. So Matthew, you are right. Do you see this? Right. You're both right. That it looks is. like a G to me. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a baseball with two G's as wings. Right, right. No, that's that's probably, they they probably have, two, they logos. two logos. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. the Brewers. Which is weird. They're on their C marketing team. Yeah, they got one. Well the C after they got rid of Chief Wahoo, like the, the Native American. Uh that's when they just right. had like the big block C. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> but um yeah. But yeah, day one. Um excited to go. Uh Griffin and I are going to opening day next week. So, so excited. Yeah. Right before the pod, you're going to have to let us know how that went. Yeah. We'll see if I'm alive for the pod. That's fine. Can't <laughs> wait to hear it. Weather. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Alex, I have a good question for you. Yeah. Uh, I know we just talked about a little bit about the Brewers. Um, mm-hmm. In the AL, I mean, who's your sleeper team, man? Oh, man. Who's dangerous no, out there? I was, well, I, Alex says. I was barely sleeping last night thinking about this, you know. Tossing, turning, Toss, yeah. getting the cold is, side of the pillow. The, I don't know, like, I don't know much, you know, a lot about baseball. So I like can NFL. guarantee a team that people are semi-talking about and aren't talking about are, I'm going to go with the Seattle Mariners, actually. It's a very good pick. Um, They're a young team at the moment. Um, Also, Starting for the season, they have their number, the number three overall prospect in baseball made the roster for them. Um, Young man by the name of, if I could find it, maybe not, Julio Rodriguez. Um, The Mariners also made trades uh, with the Reds earlier, um, just right when the uh, lockout ended for Jesse Winker. Um, good outfielder, um, ex Brewer killer as well. The pitching's on the come up. I think they could, they got all the pieces together. I think they could be a good team. Um, they also have that kid who's actually from Wisconsin as well. Um, Jared, I don't know how to pronounce his name. 
Kalenic, Kalinich. Um, he got brought up last year. So they're a young team. But I think if um, everything goes right, they should be able to make the playoffs because, again, it's expanded postseason this year. Mm-hmm. So I think it was – I think they finalized eight teams in each league. So – and right before the year ended last year, I mean, they barely missed the playoffs. So I didn't want to go with a favorite. Like, I thought about the Blue Jays, but the Blue Jays are supposed to be, like, pretty good this year. Mm-hmm. So I think Seattle's going to fly under the radar because, again, who, no one – you never hear about Seattle when it comes to baseball. Uh, how are the A's doing? They're, uh, they're trash. The team, trash. Yeah. They, like, sold Man. all their players. They're probably worse than the Their payroll this year is only $33 million. <laughs> Do they still have Richie, uh, Richie Sexton? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, think, I don't know. Every time I just like peep in, I mean, the A's were always doing something. Yeah, no. Uh, who is that guy that the Brewers ever of? Chris uh, Chris Davis. Chris Davis was always putting up dingers. Yeah, he's a bum now. Really? Um, we kept throwing uh, Eric Sogard back and forth yeah. with them. Wait, he was a Royal, I think, for a little bit too. Yeah. Sogard? Yeah. yeah. Cub. Cub. And then back to a Brewer again. And now where is he? I don't know where he is now. Probably on the bench somewhere. Minor leagues. I just remember, you know, always trying to think of like an AL team who I'd like, green and yellow. You know, go pack go. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, but their payroll is only thirty three million dollars. That's insane. Crazy. What, what's the Brewers? It's something around there, right? One hundred thirty. Just that's something around so there. So Yelich, <laughs> Yelich this year is making twenty six million dollars. Wow, which is insane. Which so, is crazy. So they could sign Yelich and Kane, and that's it with that money. Technically, right, right. No, not even. I think Kane's making more than that. More than six mil. Yeah. So he's carrying the team, so. Yeah, let me put, and then. (laughs) Two RBIs today, best on the team so far. He just likes his defensive outfielders, man. Don't get me wrong, I do like He liked Carlos Gomez, too. Uh, I love Cargo. I was at that game where he robbed Joey Votto. You were? Mm -hmm. Cargo. uh, uh, Tony Plush. (laughs) The (laughs) Orioles. Okay, so according to Spot Track, um. So it has the A's actually at forty three million. That includes like some of their minor league players as well. That's that, a bump. That will go up to the big. But uh, the Orioles are at thirty five million. That's go Jeter. Wow. Oh, that's right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where you have the Dodgers are at two hundred eighty five million. It's so stupid. Speaking of the so Dodgers, stupid. I mean, clearly you know they're going to be one of those uh, running teams, front runners. Uh, Griffin, you know, NL wise, who do you who do you see sli- you know sliding on the radar? So I got the NL, and I think Andy hit the nail on the head that I don't really think it even matters who the underdog is because the Dodgers are indisputably the best team in the MLB. They are, have a World Series or bust team. If they don't win the World Series, they did something wrong. But if I had to pick a second, um, I was banned from saying the Brewers, but I think that the Brewers are also. Uh, a underdog pick. I think that they are, um, they're the best in their division and they have the best starting rotation. But if I had another choice then, because we are a Wisconsin sports podcast and I don't want to double dip because we were just talking about the Brewers. I'd say my second underdog pick would be the Padres this year. Although they still stand in the NL West with uh, the Dodgers. I think that they have surpassed uh, the giants this year in their, in their talent field. Um, I believe Tatis, um, he has his wrist surgery that he just had, so he's going to have a late start to the season. But I think the the Padres also have one of the best starting rotations in the league um, with you, Dar- Darvish, uh, Musgrove. Um, 
they have the bat strength. They have a good starting rotation. They have all the elements that it takes to have a deep run into the postseason. They couldn't put it together last season. They also have their new prospect that they just picked up that should be starting this year, uh, Abrams. Um, so I have a lot of faith in them this year. Um, I think that they'll give they, – they wouldn't give the Dodgers a run for their money. Uh, they're going to give uh, the postseason run for its money. They'll secure the wild card with the expanded postseason this year. I think that uh, we have something to see with them. So, uh, I like that take. I need, I need to learn more about baseball. Um, I'm just a, just a viewer now. I like games. Just start watching. I love playoffs. Just got to start watching Sports Center and stuff. If you like stats, man, baseball is the sport to watch. I mean, last year I just learned uh, in depthly oh, about war. Oh, so, wins above replacement. Oh. <clears throat> so JBJ led the Brewers in uh, defensive, defensive war. war so yeah. yeah, that's about it. Yeah, um, counteracted by so his negative offensive. War. Back on payroll, real quick. So the league average is one forty four million. The Brewers are nineteenth in the league with one twenty eight. That's million. pretty impressive. I'm not gonna lie. That we have the best starting rotation with under average cap. Well, it's because they're all cheap at the moment. That's why in a couple yeah. of years they're they're all not going to be on the team. But we'll see. We'll worry about it in a couple. No, they're not going to pay them all. Well, I'm saying I think that our cap might raise if we actually do well this year. But I wasn't able to give that take. So, <laughs> well, good. I I don't think it will. I mean, they've never maxed out before. Um, they never will. So, Andy, you want to make that bet again this year? What's that? That the Brewers are going to finish over 500. Was that the bet? Yeah. <laughs> uh, last uh, year you said that. Yeah. Uh, first context, Andy and I last year, I think it was around like 30, no, it was like 40 games in when the Brewers are hovering around 500. Andy was very uh, stubborn in his bet that uh, the Brewers would not finish over 500. <laughs> and I took that right away. Um, and the Brewers almost finished with 100 wins but had that lag at the end of the season. But hey, The other bet that I did have that, that year uh, was just on a solo game. Where I did call the correct score going into oh, the eighth, dude, uh, so close. Yeah, what was that? Was that Rockies and Brewers? Uh, something like that. Where I said the Brewers are going to lose five four, um, and and if the, if that happened, you had to buy me a JBG uh, a jersey, J- JBJ jersey. Yeah, I remember. I was and the cream. There. I remember that that game. It uh the it was five to four in the bottom of the fourth, and I'm just like, oh, there's plenty of game. Just one team has to score a run. And we're fine. Top of the fifth goes, bottom of the fifth goes, top of the sixth goes, bottom of the, there's no one scoring. And it comes down to the bottom of the seventh. And I think it was a Ramos Ramirez. Um, no. What's his name? Obviously, Garcia. I always get the mix up. <coughs> why, why did I say Aramis Ramirez? That's embarrassing. Like what, uh, Avi hit a solo ago? dinger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Avi hit a solo dinger, and uh, it, was, it was tied up. And I was just like, oh. Whew. I'm like, at that point, I didn't even really care if the – Rockies expanded the lead because I'm just like, I'm not going to – it's the, it's not even that I'm buying Andy a jersey. It will be the humiliation of going to the checkout with a JBJ jersey. And, and the terrible number that he had. Do you know how many stores I'd probably have to go to find 47, one? 47, 49. Yeah, something yeah. something uh-huh. ugly. Ugly. Doesn't matter. The eyebrow raise I would get if I'm just asking for if they have one in stock. Oh, they, they had them in stock. Are you me. sure? I, I don't know. I made sure. They did. Um, that was a big deal when they signed them. Absolutely. Now we have Hunter Renfro. So that's a big boy. Hunter Renfro. He's like six one, but like two thirty or something. Not a bad. Yeah, yeah, that's big. Okay. He's stocky. <laughs> uh, 
couple other questions for uh, main. Let's put all three of you. It's a little bit multiple choice. Um, yeah, Matson over there whacking. <laughs> uh, last year, so, uh, great pitching, especially for the Brewers. Yep. Um, who led the league uh, with the lowest ERA? Uh, you have Max Scherzer, Walker Bueller, so both daughters, uh, Brandon Woodruff, and Corbin Burns. I'll go last because I know the answer. It's Burns. Yeah, it's Burns. Matt. I'll go with Burns. All right, sounds good. <laughs> so Burns uh, had a 2.43. Uh, so hot. Also on our team, Brandon Woodruff had a 2.56. Uh, and then for the Dodgers, uh, Scherzer had a 2.46, and Bueller had a 2.47. Um, Damn. Some hot numbers. Isn't that insane? So that we had two Brewers like uh, hovering around two point five. So those are the top four in the league. Uh, happens to be on two teams: Brewers, Dodgers. Um, yeah. Other than the Brewers and the Dodgers, what other team uh, was in the top three for pitching? Um, which all of these teams had a combined three point five uh, ERA. Damn. So we had the White Sox, Rays, Giants, and Yankees. Hmm. I know the answer, so I'm going last. You really? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go White Sox. Give me the Rays because I have no idea. It's the Giants. It is the Giants. Damn. Yeah, just uh, just right over it. was like 3.03. Something ridiculous. There's a reason why, yeah, they, that's had why they had over 100, 100 wins, wins last year. It doesn't yeah. matter. They were in a fucking division with the Dodgers. I don't care. 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 Mm. care. What do you mean? You wait, what? Yeah, that's crazy that they had that many. I mean, they won the division last year. I know, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm saying you're not going to have a deep postseason run because you're in the conference with the Dodgers. Oh, but the Giants were a very formidable team last year. Yeah. They always are, every year, every year. Uh, and then Alex and Griffin, another quick question for you. Um, do you guys believe uh, Shohei Itani can put up those numbers that he did this past season, but for the next five years? Uh, I'll go last. So Griffin, um, I'd say um, no, but I would say that Shohei Otani is going to be—he's um, going to turn in more of a into more of a hitter than a pitcher. Um, so I'd say the next two or three years, he's still going to put up very similar numbers, and then after that, he'll drop off, become more of a hitter, and maybe spend some time in the bullpen. So, so I'll give—I don't—it might be a hot take. I don't know. I'm going to say no as well, but. I think last year was an anomaly. Um, is there name wow. before that when he was in the he's been in the league now for for some time. You're right. However many years he started, it was like three or four, I think, before this year or last year rather. This is like his fifth or sixth year. Yeah, and last year was finally the year he put it all together. Uh, I just don't think he can keep up the same numbers. He's not that good of a pitcher. Which, I mean, it is crazy that he's hitting all these bombs as a pitcher. But he's not that good of a pitcher. And I just don't I just don't see it happening. Like, even this year, I could see him decline easily. I mean, easily. How many home runs did he have year, last year? 40-something? <laughs> like 47 or 48, I think. I don't think he topped 50. He had... I mean, he was just riding that media. Like, everyone wanted him. He dropped off the all-star uh, well, all spo- break. When he got into the league, that's what he was supposed to be. He was supposed to be this guy. It was like, holy shit! This is the you know the new Babe Ruth. Do you, do you think Otani is the reason that the NL switched to having a DH? No, no. 
I just think that that was a thing where it was just so weird. Now that I think about it, looking back, like, why did the NL have their pitchers hit? That makes no sense. Well, I guess you can make the argument, why did the AL do the opposite? Yeah. I guess, yeah. I mean, (laughs) I I don't know, I guess. Because at the end of the day, I'd rather see a lineup of, you know, 10 good bats. I agree. As opposed to just having one throwaway batter and... I mean, it was kind of exciting when a pitcher comes up and does something. Giovanni Gaia. He had, oh. four, he had <laughs> silver slugger. He had 46 home runs last year, Otani. That's insane. Do you think there's any other pitcher that we've watched, you know, Greg Maddox, Giovanni, any, you know, any sluggers that could have done something if they had DH roles? Granky. Mm-hmm. I think Granky did have two home runs. Was it two or three in a game? And had a complete game. It was something like that. Yeah, he was good for what it was worth for an NL batter. He was... Probably one of the best pitchers. Well, I saw for now years. you can. So there's a new rule. It's literally called the Shohei Otani rule, where if Otani's done pitching, he can still bat in a game. Like he can still be in the DH position. Because really? when he pitches now, they don't have a separate DH. It's just him. Okay. So, but if he ta- he's taken out of the game for pitching, you know, he pitches six innings or whatever, he could still bat. Interesting, interesting. So, but to your so, argument, I mean, you granted, you know, you talk about Gallardo and stuff. Okay, they have a couple home runs a year, but they're batting, you know, one hundred. You know, yeah. So, you have that rule where he can continue batting. Um, say he only plays D a DH role. Mm-hmm. Can he go in as a reliever? That I don't know, but I, th- that'd I be mean, such a unique circumstance that n- that's never been seen before. Maybe so. I I don't mm, I don't know how that works. Be honest with you, it, yeah, because it wouldn't be like a double switch. Or it never would. Be... He never would though, because he's a starter. Yeah, well, you I, I get, I get what you're saying. I would just like... flex it later on, kind of, because he said that maybe he's gonna work on re- reliever roles or something if yeah. his pitching's not gonna hold up. But right. no, yeah. I get what you're saying. I don't know if he can or not. Um, huge though, huge. Do you remember uh, Bartolo Colon's home run? <laughs> Which one? What was? Oh, what against I th- the Padres? Did he, I thought he had multiple. He, yeah, I, mean, I believe so. Yeah, but that he had that one big one that everyone talks about. It was against the Padres. <laughs> and he always stood so far away from the plate. Well, my favorite pitcher home run against uh, Kershaw. Uh, Woodruff. Woodruff. Yeah. Center field, I believe, or right, was a, right uh, center. Who? Woodruff, Woodruff against uh, Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw. Yeah, in the playoffs, yeah. Yeah, that was insane. Hot. I think we won We should have won the World Series that year. Whatever. But, um, you know. They should have at least I'm, a, to it. I'm excited, excited for baseball this year. It, it I need a change, because um, after this draft, I got to wait until July, June, July. You know, training camp. So I need something to keep me busy. Because I mean, we do have NBA, which is going to be coming around the corner. But I don't want to talk about it right now. Uh, I want to go from uh, swinging and hitting balls to swinging and hitting balls because the Masters also started today. Mm-hmm. Matt, how's that looking? Yeah, so I was able to watch most of it today. Just, like, they would do, like, the featured group. So, like, the featured group today was obviously with Tiger Woods, um, Mm. Louis Oosthuizen, and uh, what was the other guy's name? It was, like, Neiman was his last name. And he actually – so it's, like, this 23-year-old guy. And on hole nine, actually, he holed out for an eagle. Wow. And, like, three weeks ago in the players' tournament, he also holed out for an eagle. Pretty crazy stuff. I mean, just imagine yourself being, like, 23 years old in the same group as Tiger Woods, and you hole out for an eagle 
in the Masters. I don't know. That's pretty crazy. Um, was it today or was it yesterday when Tiger, uh, on the back nine, uh, did get uh, ten, ten swings on a, on a hole, and then finished with five uh, birdies out of the last six holes. I think that might that mo- must have been yesterday. So that was like what the, well they had like the par three contest yesterday, and today was like the actual first round. Yeah, it was something where Tiger had, uh, you know, had a score of ten on a hole, and then ended up getting five birdies right after. You know, he just I did not see sw- that. Quick mm-hmm. mind switch. Who did switch? Tiger. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, he he scored a ten on a hole today. Um, no, oh, it was on a back oh, nine. It was either yesterday or two days ago. It must have been oh, during the practice, practice round. round. Yeah. yeah, and then had five birdies right after that in a par, just to be a uh, plus three and negative one in total. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Tigers have been playing, was obviously played pretty well today. He's one under. And after coming, overcoming like all those injuries and shooting one under, I think that's, I'm sure he's pretty happy with that. And that sets the bar for him moving forward. I think, obviously, the conditions today were pretty optimal. I mean, it, it rained like earlier in the morning and everything was sticking pretty well, but. Moving forward, it's going to dry out. There's supposed to be pretty bad winds tomorrow. So it's only the conditions for the golfers are only going to get tougher at this point. Is, the, is Augusta a harder course? Yeah. Yeah. I saw that they, they paint their greens. Um, the bunkers aren't sand. It's just recycled, you know, ground down super fine. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why it's so white. And then they dye their, uh, dye their uh, ponds as well to make it, you know, that nice crisp blue. And then also um, CBS and whoever in NBC, I believe, um, they add in bird chirping to make it seem more uh, nature. I saw um, that because supposedly <clears throat> there's no birds get out of there. Yeah, because there's no animals. It's it's gated, so they there's no like like that's why they even say there's like no squirrels, no nothing like on the property. Wow. No phones as well. Is Mickelson <clears throat> in the Masters no. this year? No, so. <laughs> That's a different. So I don't know how to explain it. So Mickelson is in like trouble right now, um, um, socially and with the PGA. Long story short, there's this group, you know, it's from Saudi Arabia because you know they have more money, oh. whatever. Then they know what to do with. They're talking about creating a new golf league because players are getting pretty pissed with the PGA with certain rules and stuff. Matt will know what I'm talking about. But so before. Mickelson was meeting with these dudes, and he told said in an interview, <clears throat> excuse me, that at first, so this is like him in quotes, it's not the actual quote, but um, he pretty much said that he was a little nervous to meet with the Saudi Arabians because, you know, oh, he wasn't no. too sure Phil. and stuff. Phil. So, of course, cancel culture uh, went all over him. So... He could have played in the Masters because he can play every year until he dies. Because if you win the Masters, you get to play every year. Along with other, there's other um, stuff for majors as well. But that's, you know, too different of a topic. But he, he didn't play this year. So I heard some stat or something for as long as the Masters have been going, there have been like some like upwards of 40 or less than 50 unique winners of the Masters. Correct. There's been, I heard it today, it was 50 some. There's been, I think, eighty some masters, but only fifty some winners. So that means, which like, is still insane. But like, that that means though that many people won it at least twice. I mean, Tiger won it. So yeah, he, yeah, he won it ninety seven, two thousand one, two thousand two, two thousand five, and twenty nineteen. Tiger did. 
So what was that? Yeah. Five? Yeah. That's that's insane. Can someone mm. educate me on what someone means when someone says like the, the something grand slam? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So just like tennis and golf, there there's four majors in a year. So there's tournaments uh-huh. every weekend, but the majors are obviously major. So for golf, there's the the Masters, and then it goes the PGA, then the U.S. Open, and then it's called the Open, which is in Europe. So it switches from like Scotland and uh. England, like it switches every year. Okay. So there's a Grand Slam. Um, that's if you win all four. That's when if you win all four. And only a handful of players have done it. And then there's only a smaller handful who have done the calendar Grand Slam. So they've won it like in order, Masters, like in the oh, same year. Oh, in the same year. year. Yeah. Damn. Is Tiger one of those or no? No. So he won the last three and then the next following Masters. Oh, but technically, close. Yeah, it's but not. not. Yeah, that's insane, though. Um, what do we have for time? Uh, fifty-two minutes. Okay. Two, okay. Minutes. Yeah, I'll I'll pull up the uh, stats real quick when it comes to uh, grand slams, like uh, career grand slams. So how about uh, I mean, because I I know you asked about Mickelson just because you know left-handed and all. How's yeah. Bubba doing? Is Bubba playing Masters? Yeah, I think he was, Matt, yeah, he did is. you see? I know he's playing. I think he was one over, maybe more. Yeah, he's one over right now. That's not bad. Yeah. That pink club, dude. Yeah. <laughs> he's won it twice, too. Masters? Yes. Bubba Watson. I, I just always remember that one, um, that one, you know, wanted fucking hit that he hit out of the, uh, out of the rough where he kind of curved it around the tree. Yeah. Some hot shit. McElroy is also plus one right now. Who? McElroy. Rory. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> McElroy. I didn't realize. Is it that McElroy? He, it is oh. McElroy. That's oh, okay. I didn't realize how Irish he was. Like I, I mm-hmm. listened to him speak, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. I I, I thought he was from the U.S. the whole time. No. <laughs> Not at nope. all. You got the Grand Slam stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Um, well, speaking of uh, Grand Slam. Oh, yeah. WrestleMania. Okay, before. Yeah, hold on. Before you get into that, I got the stat. Okay. So one player has won the calendar Grand Slam. And that was. Where the fuck did the name go? Oh, my God. Bobby Jones. In 1930. Let's go, Bobby! Wood clubs and all. Let's go, Bobby. And after that, there have been five who have won the career Grand Slam. It was Tiger, Jack Nicholas. We got Gene Sarazen, Gary Player, and Ben Hogan. That's not a real name. Gary Player? Oh, no, that dude's, that's a, that's a goat right there. Really? Yeah, it's Gary Player. Yeah, Your name's probably... Gary Player? You were born to win Matt, what do you something? think? <laughs> top, top five all-time golf players? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. insane, though, for last name. No, screw it. Mr. Yeah. Matt, Player. What's your top five? Is Tiger one? Is he? He's in the top five, but is he number one? Uh, he's not my number one. My who? number one's not even Jack Nicholas, who has the most career Grand Slams. Or not Grand Slams, or majors. Arnold Palmer's probably my... Number one, that's a great team. drink. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that crazy though? Like that's literally because of him. Like yeah, because he, he, he was did like, that himself. Right, yeah, 
What a genius too! On the, on the slaps too. Let's let's take a drink of uh, RT tonight. Yep. Shout out Arnold Palmer. Shout out Shout Arnold. Arnold. Yep. Hey Arnold. Sure. All of us from Chick Fil A last week had an Arnold Palmer. <laughs> we did. It's such a good drink. Who would have thought? Like if I was just like. If I knew of the two drinks separately, I would have never thought that those two drinks would have tasted well together. Shout out to Arizona for keeping it 99 cents for how long? Yeah. Still is. I swear to God, I bought one last night from Quick Trip. They got to be out of business. A big-ass can. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, Gary Player won nine majors. That's impressive. Wow. So who, who else will we put? Okay, so I mean, that's five. four pl- people already. What? Tiger, Arnold, Jack Nicholas. Gary player. player, and who's five? Couldn't I mean? There's probably old time golf. Gilmore, happy. <laughs> from a money perspective, Phil Mickelson's though, crazy. Hey, from a yeah. money perspective, if someone wins like isn't like the every like major like the pots around like ten million dollars or something like that. Um, they're smaller than that, but there is at the end of the year for like the so their year long championship is called the FedEx Cup because it's whatever it's sponsored by FedEx. Um. I know that tournament, like, if you win that, like, if you win, the, like, because it's a point system, if you win that, you get, like, $10 million. But there are some tournaments during the year that are crazy purses. Like, first place wins, like, $3 million. Is but, but a lot of these guys, insane. a lot of these guys, they make their money just by, because yeah. if you make the cut, you get paid. But even, like, a lot of these tournaments, minimum money is, like, sometimes, like, twenty grand. So all just you to do, show up. Yeah, so all you got to do is make the cut. So do you, do you know what that is or no? Being a like, I'm assuming that means that you can play, or am I so not? the first two days of a tournament, everybody plays, and then after Friday, there's like a cut line, so it takes oh, the top half. I see. Okay. So like for the Masters, it might be tomorrow, it might be even or like plus one. So, so you so have like, to be invited to play in the Masters, or is it? Can it be completely to, amateur? No, you have to qualify. Well, there are amateurs in it, the best amateurs, but you have to qualify. And there's different tournaments and stuff. Uh, okay. There's a system, whole system. Okay, yeah. But the money's insane in golf. That's how a lot wow. of these golf players have shitloads of money, it's, and they're not even that good. I mean, there's play. You know, there's not that good players out there, but their career is golfing that they make a lots of money. Is daily close to the top five at all? Top ten? Uh. Uh, fan favorite wise, yes. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Mickelson is up there, and like, and I started thinking I, of DeChambeau, and I was like, that's just another Mickelson. No, that's just DeChambeau is. I wouldn't even put him top ten. Well, no, I, I wouldn't either. But I just it's yeah. that that crowd, you know, that crowd pleaser, just like Mickelson, because Mickelson be doing Mickelson hella shit. Mickelson's good though, like he was like when he was young, like early or late nineties. Yeah, he just 2000s. had to go against Tiger, right? So he's always finishing second. John Daly's just a meme too, but like. <laughs> A goat meme. Like um, the amount of drinking it does and everything. <laughs> On the course. And, and his kid looks exactly like him. But, um, so that's going to be exciting this weekend. We'll kind of touch it about uh, about it next week. Um, but, Alex, you know, we watched uh, WrestleMania this past weekend. Yes, sir. Fucking great. My my first WrestleMania. Um, it's been a lot better than years past. <clears throat> who do we get to see? We saw Undertaker and Triple H, you know, get inducted. Um, and, you know, Triple H left his boots in the center yeah, of the ring. retired officially. Undertaker didn't say jack shit, but he had a great speech, you know, nights before. Yep. Um, Rey Mysterio and his son, of course, you know, a tribute to... Uh, Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero, thanks to Logan Paul. 
Logan Paul looked decent though. Like he he actually looked good. He he, he was going in. Yeah. I I don't know if you saw him try to slide out of the ring and he cut you know yeah. cut his legs around yeah. the rope. Um, you know who else looked pretty good? Pat, Pat McAfee. McAfee. Uh, man, the amount of shit that he's doing when he fucking drunk uh backflipped off the top rope and then jumped. You know, yeah. I know, and it got pulled up, but still, that's but a still though how he landed that though. Yeah, but then he went to jump, jump back up to the top rope. I know he got pulled up, but still, like that's a vert. Yeah, um, dude's Stole. good with his legs though. No, like that's his but, whole fucking yeah, career. But let's let's talk about it, man. I know, I know, Pat had a huge punt coming off stage. Yeah. But Vince McMahon's got a punt right to the chest, man. I was going like 120 miles an hour. <laughs> dude, McMahon looked jacked, too. He's he always been alive? jacked. Yeah, dude, he's 76. He's se- yeah. Oh, my got God. Got Stone Cold stunted. Yeah, let's put, let's shout out Stone Cold wrestling for the first time in 19 years, bro. Knee braces, arm braces, everything. He looked good, though. I mean, you could tell it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't your actual typical match, obviously. Oh, he just looked a but little still, bit older. Though, he was taking drops and stuff, like, no problem. Because there's some people like The Undertaker near the, like, the la- even like the last 10 years, like, just not it. Dude, he, I don't know if you saw, but, uh, Man, that kick that he took from Stone Cold oh, just yeah. fucking put him yeah. into the the ropes and yeah. he couldn't recover. He almost fell over and then just collapsed and he got stunned. When Pat McAfee got stunned, that was funny too. I, I loved it. Um, who's the who's the one guy that sold it? Um, oh, Austin Theory. Theory, and then also the announcer as well the night yeah. before. Yeah. Uh, Byron Saxton, I think his name yeah. is. Pat McAfee. Um, that that match went completely different than what I thought. Thought he was gonna lose. Uh, and McMahon was just going to you know, make fun of him the whole time, but he ended up doing it just by fucking th- throwing Pat around. Yeah. Uh, so let's put it this way. You had Undertaker, Triple H, Rey Mysterio, quote-unquote Eddie Guerrero. Um, the Edge-AJ Styles match was good, too. AJ Styles already, you know, bloodied up, but coming out from running into a sign. Yep. Uh, Pat McAfee. Um, Cody Rhodes is back. Cody Rhodes, um, Bobby Lashley. Um, what are we playing? Like WWE SmackDown. Yeah, Brock Lesnar came out, took yeah. off the gloves. That match sucked. Oh, that was man. such a disappointment. It's just not the same, man. Because Lesnar, he doesn't. That's all the Lesnar's matches, though. I know you know. I mean, I barely watch wrestling anymore, but his matches are so bad nowadays. Like he doesn't have the endurance. That's why they're so short. The the one clip I'm gonna I'm gonna find on Twitter soon. I've been looking everywhere. I don't. I feel like I was the only one that noticed it. But Becky Lynch or Big Time Becky, whatever, mm-hmm. um, had a front flip off the top rope that was uh, botched. And who who did she face? Uh, Bianca Belair. Kicked her right in, right the, in the eye. fucking eye. In slow motion, you watched her just her whole skin of her face just fucking go back three that inches. Had a black eye the next day. And people mm-hmm. say wrestling's fake. I hate when people. <laughs> say oh, that. and then the biggest match of the night, Johnny Knoxville. Yo, that slap too though. We man picked up a guy. What was he? Two ten, two twenty. Yeah, and held him for five seconds, <laughs> just fucking him. holding him. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I didn't watch the whole thing. I, that's the only clip I saw was Wee Man body slam some dude. dude. That was the only thing I saw. I barely, I only watch wrestling when it comes to like the big pay per views. But even when it comes to like WrestleMania, this is like the best one in probably. Yeah, shout five out years. to Peacock, five bucks. 
Well, that's what's crazy. That's what I was telling you like 10 years ago. If you wanted to watch any of these uh, wrestling pay-per-views, you had to like pay 50 bucks each, like kind of like UFC. And now you get Peacock for five bucks a month. You're giving them this much airtime for free? Peacock? Yeah. Sponsor us. This one's on us. Well, we already did the work. Why did that pay us? (laughs) (laughs) They're going to have more WrestleManias. I guess, yeah. They have more shows. But you can watch every pay-per-view now on Peacock. We're going to have more listeners. Yeah, You've said their name like four times already, man. Peacock. Peacock? Money. Yeah, Peacock. What's We're talking about St. Peter's, bro. What? Peacocks, yeah. Oh, hey, let's talk about it. Dude with the mustache. Who's, what's his name? Uh, Doug Eddard. He has entered the, the transfer, transfer portal. portal. Uh, what? He's he's switching colleges. Oh, really? Yeah, him and like two other players from that team. Which I don't blame him. Yeah, I mean. You showcased yourself. Go try to go to a better school. Isn't that insane? <laughs> they just gotta leave him in the dust. Well, the the, the coach left. Yeah, he's coaching. Yeah, you're uh, right. Where is that? Still no, Butler. Same no. argument. Same uh, argument. What Big East team is he at now? Not Butler, but uh, I don't know. Oh my god, this is in trivia. I mean, I don't know where he went, but I just, I just feel so bad. Like those come teams. Seton prepared. Hall. Seton Hall. Seton Hall. Seton Hall. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't. They're making it New to Jersey's the next year. Who? Seton Hall. Stop it. Get out of here. They got well, they bounced w- their first game. They're the most they successful New Jersey team. So Seton Hall? Well, I guess now with the Seton Hall's in there. New Jersey? Yeah. I never knew that. Now you do. He Wasn't went from New Jersey to New Jersey. Coach, coach didn't even have to Rutgers sell his house. Yeah, he can just stay right where he lives. That's a good, that's like the trivia question a guys gave you. Don't you feel so bad, though? Like, come on, man. Like, stay with your team. Absolutely not. Ooh, when, it, when, it matter, when it matters about money. No, it was cool, though. That, the coach from St. Peter's, he he went to Seton Hall, so now he's, like, coaching oh, his alma mater. Well, I guess, yeah. That's different. That's I wouldn't different. be shocked if that that Doug Edrick goes there, like he gets the transfers there. That would be kind of cool, though. I Doug Edrick is pretty good, too. Is he, though? I don't know. No, no he's I not. Don't know. That's <laughs> I, mean. I don't know. He's just good for his stash. Good enough. Good for him. He might have got endorsed by Buffalo Wild Wings now. Really? Well, not because yeah, college that. players could get endorsements now. That's I, I still think it's weird that this man's never eaten a sandwich. Yeah, I heard Did that. You see that? Yeah, like he doesn't like, he doesn't, yeah, like against he doesn't like bread or some shit. What? Yeah, dude, I just eat bread off the loaf. Like, yeah, and look where he is. Yeah, I'm doing something Damn. wrong. I gotta stop eating bread. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> All right, guys. Fun episode. Very fun. It was Masters, fun. Yeah. Baseball. The shit's fun. Don't eat bread. <laughs> see you next week. Gravy. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. Give him two lips like roses and clover. Then tell him that his lonesome nights are over. Gravy, make a splash like Pippin. Shit, that's nothing. Splash. Everybody call me Big Pimpin'. No, I ain't bluffing. I'm with your mom in the kitchen. Making blueberry muffins. Must be Thanksgiving. Cause he'll bitch all the stuffin'. Mr. Clean. Gravy, why you flow so mean? Mr. Clean. Pull up with my whole damn team. Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. Gravy, he be clean like Windex. Just hit your mind with my index. And you'll bitch look like a pinhead. 
All my haters, they be skinheads. Pissed off cause their wife is their sister. The young gravy just kissed. Hot damn. Pull up on the scene. Cause a wet dream, I might need a summer ring. If you got the beef, I turn your ass to smell the rings. Uh, Yo, bitch looking scary, I thought it was Halloween. Gravy, he be clean like some fucking Listerine. Uh, but I smooth it out like a jar of Vaseline. Shit. Posted with a MILF and her name is Charlene. Everybody wonder how she got the hygiene. It's all thanks to Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean. Gravy, why you flow so mean? Mr. Clean. Pull up with my whole damn team. Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean. Gravy, he be clean like Colgate. White Mill Charlene, that's my soulmate. You ain't got a bitch I might donate. Slide in the DMs with a snowflake. Talking about your girl, my favorite topic. You can't even see me, you would think I'm microscopic. Gravy ballin' out like the fucking Flint Tropics. Turn these bitches on, cause I'm really good at bopping. Clean and clean out. Pulling up drop top viper. Had to steal your bitch. But nested like I'm swiper. So much bread, gotta get my fiber. Gravy, he be cleaner than your windshield wipers. Your stepmom made me a pie. You can call me the pie piper. I don't eat the booty, I ain't even gotta say. But I eat my girl ass if she had a bad day. Gravy don't play. Bitch, I'm at the bakery, them donuts can glaze. Stay with three hoes like it's the holidays. Still to the bread, you would think I'm mayonnaise. Shit, I'm so goddamn clean, got me feeling like I'm Billy Mace. Holy Mr. shit. Mr. Clean. Gravy, why you flow so mean? Mr. Clean. Pull up with my whole damn team. Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean. Cover all 9,000 taste buds. Aerate it. Warm it up. Driving up that top note, that cream, pure vanilla, sweeteners, mm, that's a 10.